अरे अनम्यूट आई थिंक यू म्यूटेड पारे हां ओके ओके ऑलराइट मॉर्निंग पैट्रिक मॉर्निंग मॉर्निंग टू ऑल आवर आवर व्यूअर्स दिस मॉर्निंग वेलकम बैक टू कैथलिक्स एट होम ऑन अ सैटरडे मॉर्निंग यस वेलकम बैक टू कैथलिक्स एट होम आई वांट टू मेक अ फ्यू शॉट आउट्स फॉर टू आवर फ्रेंड्स फ्रॉम द पिनांग डायोसिस मलाइका डायोसिस एंड मिरी डायोसिस हेलो हाउ आर यू गाइस डूइंग uh remember to always comment and chat uh, chat with us uh, in the comment section of uh, wherever you're streaming from whether it's youtube or facebook um uh, please uh, send us some love and uh, let us know what you think i i just want to make some few shout outs father from uh, people uh, who have uh, started commenting they said oh this topic couldn't have come at a better time uh so says uh, what I, I saw this chat uh, this morning. Um, oh, Sam Matthew, this topic couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, so, I, hello to Juanita Masquinos, uh, Sandra Pereira, Regina Miranda, and a lot of love from Rofina. I think Rofina must be one of the young people from the earlier chats, uh, the earlier <laughs> shows we had. <laughs> so, um, Celine Go, good morning. Well, we've got a very very interesting topic today, Father. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, good, yeah, Patrick. Yeah, but before before we get into into talking to our our, our topic, you know, the song that yeah. we just heard just now, oh, uh, yeah. at, the, at the beginning, uh, a song uh, entitled "Stand by Me." So it's brought to you specially by our our Catholics at home and jamming for Jesus team with Nicole and and her friends. And her friends, yes. I hope yeah. you all love that song. It's such a moving it's song. A, it's a it's a very old song. I think it was a song. Composed in, in the beginning of the 1900s, but has been remade in so many different ways. Ah, uh, and it's a song that really I think uh, you know calls out or, or reaches out to us at this time. Uh, yeah, you know, when yeah. so many people are, are feeling down, people are feeling you know uh, unsure of all that is yeah. happening, all that we are reading, uh, all the yeah. inconsistencies that we are frustrated with. Uh, at this time, yeah. I think yeah. I think I think the song really speaks to at least to me. It speaks out to me. Uh, I think this is what we can all say at this time. Lord, stand by me. That's what you know. You know. Uh, you know. We we want the pandemic to go away, uh, but you know we want the Lord to be with us at this time. You know, just remembering many people uh, who are struggling, who are, who are suffering, who have lost the loved one. Uh, and i think this is our, our this is our contribution uh to to restore some hope uh to our yeah. listeners this morning you know uh, and i think when when we feel when we feel really down that's all we can say i think i always say encourage people to say lord stand by me you know and surely the lord will stand by us isn't it patrick i think Amen. this is our, our experience in so many different ways so true, that's, true, true. that's that's a special song uh from all of us at catholics at home to all you people out there who are who are looking for a flicker of hope The Lord is with us. Amen, amen. And I, I really like the way that um, the 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 heart of the song. You know, it really spoke to my heart. You know, um, the way that it was presented. And uh, really, thanks, thanks to the whole team at Jamming for Jesus um, for for putting this together. You know. Yeah, um, and then this I mean, this song would be premiered on YouTube at twelve noon today. If you want to listen to it again, uh, okay. yeah, go to YouTube to our channel at at twelve noon. Uh, you'll be able to. To to listen and and don't forget to share it with your friends. That's yes. the message that we want to send to people. You know, we want to, we want to offer hope. So we would like you to share that song 
to all your friends, to all your WhatsApp groups. Okay, today one day we'll allow you to spam people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it but I think we want to bring this message. You know, God is with us. Let's let's hang in there at this time. Yes, yes. So please, guys, uh, go to our YouTube page, uh, especially 12 noon today. Uh, like, comment, and share. Uh, uh, the song is going to premiere today. Stand by me, uh, by Nicole Ng and friends. All right. So, Father, uh, would you like to bring in our guests for today? Well, just before we bring him in, just a oh. little shout out to our to our Olympians so who are our, out there. Yes, yes, especially to the our, one that was our guest. Uh, yeah, to our Malaysian to our Malaysian contingent in in Tokyo. Uh, not forgetting Pandelela, who's been on our show. This is her yes. her, her third Olympic, uh, and not uh, just to her. To, to all our Malaysians, uh, firstly, stay safe. Uh, do your best. You know, uh, it doesn't matter. I guess. I mean, for them, of course, the medal matters. But uh, oh, yeah. at, at this time, you know, I think the Olympics brings people together, and I think uh, and offers us a glimmer, another glimmer of hope that things will return to some sense of normalcy. You know, I don't know. Did you did you watch the opening? Uh, did you watch the opening? I, I saw a little bit. I saw a little bit uh, last night. You know, uh, but uh, it is it is very nice to see all of them parading, and especially yeah. our our shuttlers holding the the national flag. Wow, you know, it really fills your heart with a lot of joy, like, You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. I don't, I don't know about you, but Patrick, but you know, whenever you have Olympics or any other games, you know, when you when they have the, all the teams walking around, you you kind of wait to just to see the Malaysian flag come out, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think you're like, oh. Yeah, I think that's it's what unites us, and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, as you said, there's now uh, an interesting topic at a time like this. Uh, yeah. You know, not just at a time like this. I think this is. A topic that you know, we a question that we often ask: How do I know what God wants? You know, people ask me, and sometimes you know, I jokingly said that you know, I, I wish uh, when we left the seminary, they all gave us a crystal ball uh, so that we actually could look into it and say, okay, this is what God wants. But you know, it's not as clear as that, is it? It's not as clear as crystal. Uh, so yeah. this morning we're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, and I think uh, we have uh, Father Richard here with us. Uh, I'd like to welcome Father Richard. Uh, into our into our show. Good morning, Father Richard. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay. loud and clear. Okay. Loud good morning. Clear. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to be part of this show. <laughs> how no, have you the... been keeping, Father? <laughs> I'm the, sorry. The... How have you been keeping, Father? Ah, I was. I'm doing well. Thanks be to God. I've uh, added a few kilograms, which I'm not very happy about. But then, <laughs> you know, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. Uh, despite my exercise, it's coming on. So uh, I just have to accept it at this point, I think. But then, uh, yeah, but I'm doing well. Thank you. How are y'all? We're okay, Father. Thank you. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, now Father, we... we want to... Yeah, go ahead, Father. No, no, when we bring Father Richard in, now the presumption on this topic, the presumption, the presumption is that Father Richard knows what God wants, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> He's the crystal ball. Yeah, yeah I have He's... it. I bought it on Lazada. Yeah, <laughs> they, have it. they sell it on Lazada. You can go get one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For Father Richard, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we were students together. I think, yeah. Uh, at, no, we were in the seminary about the same time, but you know, different places. Uh, I used to be a seminarian, Saint John's. Father Richard, tell us a little bit about yourself, Father Richard, to our to our listeners who, who don't know you well enough, uh, where you okay. grew up, 
Yeah. You went to school. I know you are a Johannian, right? The little that yes, I know. Yes, I am. Yeah. I, I'm a KL boy. I grew up uh, here in KL. Uh, I went to St. John's primary and secondary. Uh, initially, we were living very close to the cathedral in uh, Jalan Hicks, which is near, you know, Jalan, where the well supermarket used to be, it's not far from there. And then we, my parents bought a place in Stapa Garden, uh, Gombak, and then we shifted there and the family home is still there. My mom used to stay there and now she's in a nursing home. But uh, yeah, so uh, I basically grew up in KL uh, and then uh, I didn't start university until I uh, joined the, you know, I joined the Jesuits in 89 at that time and a novitiate was in Singapore and then went to philosophy in the philippines that, that's where i got my degree in the philosophy in philosophy and and you know from there uh regency etc you know back here i think during regency maybe is when i met you you know patrick uh, in yeah, SFX, i think so maybe. yeah yeah in sfx, in SFX uh, together with father yeah. bernard yes with father bernard uh, regency is pastoral pastoral year basically but it's two uh, years or three years as the case may my theology, part of it was in the Philippines and the other part of it was in uh, Berkeley, California, uh, you know, and then uh, in between I did uh, studies in communication. I did my master's actually in UPM, uh, Master of Science in Communication, uh, and then some other uh, doctoral work in, uh, in, in Denver, uh, University of Denver in communications as well. Uh, yeah, and then when I came back, I worked in... Uh, Malacca Johor Diocese. Uh, I was in Kluang uh, for a bit, uh, assistant parish priest, as well as in administrator of the uh, mission outpost at that time in Mersing, which was made into a parish. So I was there, and then in, in uh, just in 2017, I came up to KL. It's been a long time away, actually, but uh, yeah. And we, we welcome you back, you know, Thank from, you. from all the travels, we welcome you back in KL, homeboy. I'm, yeah. I'm in Assumption currently as the assistant parish priest, yeah. There's no place like home, isn't it? I mean, yes. with the food and the friend and, and the weather <laughs> too. Yes. yes, 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 very true. No place yeah. like home. It's yeah. good to be back. I was surprised that I was back, but uh, pleasantly surprised, you know, it was a, a blessing. Now, for, for the Richard, uh, you are a you are a Jesuit, and of course, uh, Ignatius of Loyola is is known for his process of discernment. Uh, you know, even for us uh, in, in the diocesan seminary, uh, we go through the the eight day retreat, and then we go at the end towards the end, the thirty day retreat for discernment. Now, you know, the, the word discernment, you know, we use it so so freely. I mean, we assume people understand what that actually means. Maybe you can just help our, our listeners, you know, what does what is discernment? What does discernment mean, especially in the tradition of the church? Okay. Uh, basically, in the church, uh, when we talk about discernment, the key thing is we are trying to ask in any given situation, let's say, should I get married or become uh, join the seminary or be a lay person, uh, lay consecrated? The question I'm asking is this. What does God desire me to do? So that's the end of where discernment is pointing you to. So when we say discernment in the church, effectively we are asking, what does God desire of me? But it's very much um, concrete. Eh? Discernment is concrete. It's not in the air. That's why when you say you want, when someone says, I need to discern, the, the first thing in the Ignatian tradition, at least they will ask is, what is it 
you are trying to ask? What is it you want to find out? Is it about your vocation in life? Is it about, is it time for me to switch to another job? Uh, I re uh, remember in, in, in my training, one of the things that uh, in, in our class on the sacrament of marriage, one of the things my pro professor used to say to us is that you also, when couples are preparing for marriage, they may be ready, but uh, is it time for them to get married? So that's the other thing we got to help them discern. You may be in love, but is it the time to get married or you need to wait it out? Uh, uh, so it is that the end here is, uh, what does God want of me? God's will for me in this concrete situation or set of circumstances. So, um how do you differentiate that, uh, Father, then with, I mean, discernment and deciding, you know, the process of sure. decision making? Yeah. So, it, 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 thing, you know? yes, it does. Uh, uh, because in discernment, when you have asked the question, uh, let's say that, let's say the question is, uh, uh, and uh, this is a question that I think many of us have uh, asked ourselves and has come up. Uh, 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 you see, now in this time of the pandemic, we notice that uh, online there are many masses, many uh, prayer meetings, many formation sessions, talks, etc., being offered. Which one should I follow? You know, it's all good, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that is a decision-making process. You are right. Huh? Uh, but the question here is not only what I should follow, but what which one does God want me to follow, given where I am now in my journey. So the decision making has to be there. I have to first know, okay, this is my question. And what is available? You know, some of the uh, things are available locally, some overseas. Mm -hmm. And so what is available? And then based on that, does it work with my time slot, etc. But that's all the level one, you could say. But the deeper question then is, but what does God want me to do? You know, which one should I go to? I mean, take a, on a given Saturday, I'm sure there are like between five to 30 programs being offered because it's a weekend and many groups, you know, right? So which one do you follow? Which one is important in terms of your growth, you know? And so I'm looking to God, asking the Lord to, to guide me to make this decision. Uh, and, and and that is important because, uh, and this is where the discernment, uh, when we want to find out God's will, we go into what is known as discernment of spirits, the interior movements within us. Uh, this is where we have to ask. Sometimes I'm doing all this, uh, I, I get into one program after another as a form of escapism. Maybe weekend is when I need to spend more time with my family, but I can do other things. Yeah. And I say, but it's all holy things, you know, I'm spending time with God, so to speak. But maybe that's the time you should do something else. Maybe you budget, it, budget your time differently. But this is where if it's the movement is from the Lord, the, the Holy Spirit will guide us to saying, okay, uh, this is where you need to go for now. Uh, I'm not too long ago. Uh, someone uh, shared with me and this person told me I can share uh, this to others that, you know, they were going from one retreat to another throughout. The, this was well before the pandemic, mind you. So they were almost every month going for a retreat. And then they said, but I still feel so lost. You would think that they would be enlightened. Huh? Uh, 
but they were and then when you got into it it was actually running away from certain realities god wanted this person to face in that person's life but uh, just going and going away on retreats was a good way of running away from it but thank god you know that person said no i think i need to do this and that was the moment of uh, liberation so yeah there is a decision making involved uh, there is that processing but in the end the question we are asking is what does god desire what decision does god desire of me but whether yeah, i, I make that decision so just, go ahead no just listening to you i mean i, I think you know in, in a more practical sense i mean you don't need discernment if you are deciding whether to have nasilama or wonton noodles in the morning, isn't it? I mean, you don't need to go through such a uh, intricate process. Um, yes. But yeah, but from what I I, I hear you, uh, Father Richard, in the sense that you know, it is about aligning with with what God wants uh, in in yes. a kind of a process that we are going through. Uh, but but sometimes you know, sometimes you desire something, you know, or, or you say you know you, your your soul desires or craves for something. How do we know that that aligns with with what God wants? You know, sure. how, how do we? I mean, that, I think that's the challenge, isn't it? I mean, sometimes you don't know whether it's 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 you who want it, or you know whether it's what God wants it. Because I always say that you know when we when we pray the Our Father, uh, we say you know, Your will be done. But very often it's 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 actually you know it's my will. God, can you just align yourself to my will, isn't it? <laughs> uh, that's that's yes. how that's how we look Guilty. at it. <laughs> I, I used to do that because very. I mean, this is the experience that, especially when, when we when we make a prayer of petition, we often give God also the suggestion how He should act, isn't it? Uh, God, I want you to do this for me. I mean, it's not wrong. I mean, it's not wrong. A petition prayer is very much in our tradition, but how do we align those things? You know, how do we align what you want uh, with what God wants? Sometimes there can be a conflict. Sure, sure. Uh, and and yeah, it's a very good question, Father Clarence. Uh, and that conflict is there, and I think it it highlights an important area in discernment. You know, uh, there are some things that we need to know about the person who wants to discern. Uh, number one, uh, uh, the person has to be a prayerful person, a prayerful one who cultivates this relationship with God, and there's that desire to do God's will and openness to God. Uh, when when we have that, uh, what we we find happening within us is we develop what is often known in the spiritual life a familiarity with God, a familiarity with Christ. Christ is very central uh, to this whole process. So that's when we will be able to see on the on one level already whether this that I am feeling is really uh, what God wants or what I want. And that's not wrong yet at that point. All we are saying is we are we we see that you know we see that, and so uh, we now take that to the Lord and say this is where I am struggling. This is where I am struggling. It could be at that moment in in the journey that God is also showing you this is where you are stuck or this is the this is the the road I need you to cross at this point before we get to what you want. You know, so having having that difficulty of what I want visit from God, this is a very normal experience. Uh, but this is also the time for us to trust in the Lord, and a prayerful person would do that. They won't terminate the journey. 
others will say let's just make the most practical decision and move along uh, and and still others will say this is too confusing so you know let's not do this uh, but that struggle is normal and that because we are trying to get in touch with what god wants you know what what the lord wants me to do uh, we have to give it that time so the late father thomas green uh, was, wrote books on discernment and prayer and he used to say that he says a prayerful person because they have that relationship with god will be open to journeying through that question that inner struggle to find the right decision uh, the others would not and he says sometimes it's also due to the fact that uh, the the devil is quick to tempt us and redirect us to other motives you know uh, uh, but you know sometimes uh, i mean we were talking about the olympics just now uh, uh, I, one of the things that these Olympians have to do is to train every day uh, and, and be, be ready and, and they have benchmarks that they set for themselves. But let's just say one week they found repeatedly that one week they were not hitting the benchmark. Do you quit? Now, sometimes that get the, if, you, if you look at, okay, that one week, why I, did, I wasn't, maybe analyzing that will give us an insight of uh, something of the journey and then you know uh, years ago a friend of mine who runs marathons he said he always heard you know runners will talk about the first long distance runners will talk about your first win and your second win right uh, when uh, after about running about five or ten kilometers your second win kicks in and suddenly you find you have a boost of energy he realized later he said there is a third win that kicks in too you know, and that's how the body works. But you got to go a certain distance and then you feel that push coming in. And so he interprets that change within himself as really the law, uh, as, as the, is the body moving him towards that next stage. So sometimes this conflict that we feel is actually a good thing, but we got to stay with the Lord on it. And he will reveal himself. Yeah. Don't know, Father Richard, have, you know, while preparing for this conversation, I was talking to Patrick. I just learned this new term, he, and he, Patrick, enlightened me. Bible cutting. Uh, Patrick, have you heard of Bible cutting yes, for the yes. for the Richard? Yes. <laughs> Bible cutting Very is fast. what you 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 open the Bible and what what you see first, you you follow that. Is that Patrick? Is that the one yes. you're referring to? Yes, yes. I learned this in my teens. It's like, oh, if you want to know what God wants, uh, what God wants, right? In His Word, okay, open. Uh, and sometimes it's very scary, you know. <laughs> what yeah, you yeah. <laughs> You know? So, yeah, that yeah, Bible cutting yeah, well, is it's very fast, you know, because what you were talking about, first thing is to be a prayerful person. Second one, perseverance. You got to walk the journey, you know, before you can even get to the third win, you know, uh, you know, experience that you'll need to go to the first and second win. It's a journey. But, you know, we are now in an internet internet age age everything of you know uh, everything is fast if i don't know anything uh, i will uh, google it you know so yes yes how do how do you reconcile this you know you know yes. the, the, the long oh, it's not easy yes. yeah, yeah. No, I, I fully agree i think it's uh the the internet age as you know my background is in communications uh the internet age has uh, swamped us with a lot of information and it's great. I mean, you, you can research on a given topic for decades, if you want, without writing a single word down, you know. 
There's so much to read. I mean, they say, you know, you go to Google and you type love. Uh, there will be so many articles there. You can keep reading until the day you pass on to the next life. You know, there's just that many and, and more are added, uh, which is true. Uh, but I think what discernment helps us to do is to say, now, which articles should I be reading? Or do I read everything that is here? Yeah. And that makes the wiser person, that makes that, that, that person that the Lord calls us to be. Um, I, I, one of my superior generals who passed away, uh, Father Adolfo Nicholas, the late Father Adolfo Nicholas, he, he used to say this. He says, uh, uh, with regard to ministry and being tired, he says, uh, if you're in, when you are all of us clear, uh, priests with the claim to be in ministry, and all, he will always say, but are you tired for the right reason? Because he, his point being, some of the ministries that you got into was that the Lord wanted you to do that or you took it on. And in the end, you spread yourself so thin you were exhausted and suffer burnout in some cases. Yeah. Or it is, you said, no, this is what the Lord wants me to do. So I have to get into this and be able to say no to others uh, and say no. Because you see, the belief is that the Lord has this bigger plan. And he is choosing different people. It's not that everything is put on our shoulders, you know. If it's, if it's like that, as I said, you will be reading that trillions of research on the word love which is found on Google alone, you know. Uh, and it's a never-ending study, and in the end, you feel just paralyzed. You don't move. Uh, a discernment makes you move, but it forms you. It forms you to be moving in the direction that God wants you to move. And that's important. Just listening to you in, in, a, in a kind of a... How, how do we make that decision? But sometimes I think, you know, for a person, the, the, the key moment or the turning point would be, you know, when we go to school, it's quite pre-planned, isn't it? I mean, we know yes. we go primary school, we go secondary school, we go, you know, we go to a... I think the, 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 the key moment is when, when our young people need to make choices about career path. You know, I think that's... I would think that's the first crucial moment yeah. that somebody needs to, to make a kind of a discernment. Or when you are... Yeah going into the into the working world uh, I, I'm just trying to bring it down into a kind of a practical situation uh, what what signs do we look for especially you know to know that perhaps this is I mean I, I wouldn't even for me I, I would say like going to the seminary my, I, I still remember my first year uh, I wasn't hundred percent sure you know even though I've gone through a vocation camp a discernment process you know but there's always that that element of what if what if? You know, is this what God wants? But, you know, but I was kind of guided through it. You know, I, I still remember the very first book I picked up in, in, in my first year in the seminary was Francis de Sales, you know, The Introduction to the Devout Life. Devout Life. Mm. Yeah, it kind of gives you a little bit of direction. And he talks a little bit about discernment and, you know, how do you align yourself? How do you know this is what God wants? But for our, for our listeners, Father Richard, if I may use the word signs, what signs do we look for? You know, what, what signs do we look for that, we may not be 100% sure, but this could be the direction God is pointing me to. Sure. Uh, the first thing is, the first sign that we look for is, is this something that is drawing me closer to this fullness of life that God is calling me to? I mean, you know, it, it, 
it's life giving uh, uh, it's attracting in that way you know you see there are things that uh, that attract us but they're not really life giving they lead us away from god so for us we look for that so uh, going back to that example of those you know who are uh, there's so many things to see uh, and to watch on a saturday with regard to the faith now which one is pulling you most uh, so that's the first sign it's always in the real world no? so it is there uh, that sign that okay the second thing is this interior uh, affirmation that we get that there is what saint ignatius will say you feel that there is a, a growth in faith a growth in hope a growth in meaningfulness of your life and it and it changes who you are as a person uh, so yes uh, that is there thirdly of course it is something uh, to be uh, practically it has to be something accessible to you uh, meaning to say uh, a few weeks ago a few last week sorry someone messaged me and said how i wish i too can fly to the to the to space like uh, jeff bezos and the the other guy the virgin richard, atlantic richard uh, branson, branson richard branson yes, you know and how i wish i could do that and and this person i said yeah 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 but then i said can you afford it he said how much does it cost father <laughs> so and then i realized you go and check it out you know so is it accessible to you this is important these are very important realities you know maybe uh, in the future you may have that but uh, yeah so it has to be that that's one of the signs the second thing for the clarence you pointed out you know is this having someone to guide you through it because the signs god gives a person uh, depending on that what is in front of them what he wants them to do will differ you know so take for us in malaysia uh when i was growing up i think we are about the same age or we are the same age i think yeah we are, uh, we are same age yeah uh, so we won't, we, won't, was, we, won't, we won't tell our listeners what it is but we are the same age <laughs> equally young equally young equally young equally young uh as we were growing up we were already more or less told for example the realities of the local university for us who are of a different uh, group you know so you say oh there are limited spaces for us so that already conditions what I can do here or what I need to do overseas. But these are the realities, you know. Uh, and so you make your decision based on that. Uh, education, you know. So you start with what, what is in front of you. What is there? Uh, someone once came uh, asking to, you know, to know, to join a, a congregation that is not found in Malaysia. Uh, and I remember... Uh, asking the person okay uh, have you can you uh, research it they said oh no i i you know not interested in all that then i said how are you going to proceed got to be very practical no i can't tell you yeah yeah go there you know but uh, the signs begin with where we are first and they are something that draw us what ignatius would say to towards god towards an increase of faith and hope uh, and they are in front of us uh that we need to attend to this first and we come into that situation based on who we are as human person i like what you said you know that that, that dimension of we go into the seminary but we're still not sure whether this is the right decision uh, and and uh and that doubt as it were is more of this questioning it's a really the most uh, a very enlightening moment of how it is in our journey you know that God is the one who continues to lead. 
So you still wonder if I'm the best choice for this. But but you make that step forward and then the Lord continues to reveal the next step and the next step and then you start to align. Uh, one of the things we are told is that when a right decision comes about, uh, as you go deeper and deeper into executing that decision in your life, uh, it, it, it forms who you are and you know you feel at home that this was the right decision. You know, there's that certitude and that's the Lord. But he always is the one who say, who leads us. St. Ignatius will say at the end, we must be sure that, that, that we are still the creatures uh, and uh, he is God and he is the one uh, calling us you know, to something more. The certitude is something that comes from within. Uh, we feel that affirmation. Can, can we make a mistake? Is there, is there you know, the possibility of you know, thinking that this is what God wants and then going into it and then realizing, no, this is not for me, you know? Is that a possibility? It is. It is possible. It is. Uh, it is possible. Uh, sometimes because of the way what is going on within us, and you know, you get moved into it. Uh, when I was again going back to this, uh, my time when we were learning about the sacrament of marriage, uh, one of the things that we are called to ask the person, people who come for counseling, uh, you know, in the, the one case study I remember was about people who said. Uh, I think I got married too soon. And I realized that, but, but they said, but I did everything correctly. We dated, I dated this girl since how many years? And, and you know, I, their family knows my family. So all the things are in place, you know, and then you realize, oh, it's a question of, I think I married the wrong person. This is the person my parents like. <laughs> and I, I, I love to please my parents. And also it puts you in a, in a in a bit of an odd situation, but yes, mistakes uh, can happen. But um, when when those things happen, then we have to do. We will have to see whether this is something that can be undone, or you, as in Ignatius, some decisions cannot be undone. And there's a sacrament here, so now you embrace this and 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 move along, you know, and live it fully, you know, be the person, uh, a good husband or a good wife. But yes, mistakes can happen because we are human and we are bombarded, you know, uh, uh, by various uh, messages and information uh, and uh, it can happen. Yes. So in some situations, there's a reset button. In some situations, there's no reset button, I guess. You know, you, in the tradition of our church, our faith, yes, uh, you know, they, we would say certain things. Let's say it is there and you'll have to... Uh, you learn to fall in love, they say, after that. In the case of this, you know, the, this uh, case mm. I was talking about, uh, in the case study. So, yes. But in some cases, yeah, you can. I mean, if, if let's say, uh, in the first year of uh, seminary, you find out, really, this is not for me, I, you know, and uh, that everything about this doesn't work for me, and, you know, you feel it so sure. Yeah, you can. You have not moved into being ordained yet. So, you have that opportunity or when you are dating you know and 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 even getting close to being engaged um and you find out uh, after going for the cmpc you you know things start to come up you know and you're not so sure so you can there's still the possibility it this it, it will it hurt i think of course you know and uh, and and uh but but it is the right decision if it's what the lord wants 
then trust the Lord, you know, it, uh, because that is what moves us more into uh, what the Lord wants for us. I think Jesus in Gethsemane is that a uh, gift, that fantastic, uh, you know, what happened yeah. to him that gives us yeah. that, you know, when he, he is there in the garden and then he makes this prayer, which, you know, when I was uh, in the seminary, I struggled with this prayer of Jesus, you know, and uh, for many years. When he tells the Father, you know, if it be your will, take this cup away from me. But not my will be done, but yours, you know. It's like, yeah. Jesus, you've come all the way here. This is like the 11th hour, you know. After this, they're going to arrest you. And then you make this prayer and we're all supposed to look to you and you are showing a person who is struggling, you know. But I think it is in that moment you see Jesus saying, you know, that the fullness of Jesus and that struggle of what the Lord is calling him to and what he wants to go, but that also that human dimension of him, you know. But he, he in his case, he knows his decision is made, you know, what where he needs to go. But he still voices that up to the Lord because he knows that the Lord, God will hear his voice, that he can speak freely still. But he will still choose what God wants in the end. I, I think it is that. Right. I, it's the St. Ignatius will say the devil, however, will make us make every doubt, every question as though, you know, this is the end. This is not for me. You know, it's a short circuiting because this will move us away. And this is something we need to watch out for, to be careful. That's why having a director or someone to talk to uh, is, is helpful. They're not going to tell you what to do, but certainly they are there as a sounding board and they can say, look, uh, maybe this, you know, is being overlooked uh, or this is something you may want to consider. Uh, Signatius will say that um, uh, in the spiritual exercises, you know, talk to the director, talk to a, uh, the spiritual director to guide you. I think even in, an, in the... Uh in the secular world, um, something that is very popular because you brought up the idea of, of getting a spiritual director to help you to, to discern. Um, in the secular world, now something that is very popular are personal coaches. Yeah, you know? life coaches. Uh. Life coaches. And um, I guess the important part is because like what you said earlier, operating from the logical, right? And where discernment is, you're operating from the spiritual. Spiritual. And, and you need to exercise spiritual muscles. So even when you go to a, to a personal coach, a life coach, you need to be sure that when you do your discernment, whether it's with a life coach or personal coach, is that you are yourself tuning in on the spiritual. And then that, that's the discernment. Um, would, would you... I mean, how, how would you reconcile these two? Because a lot of people today will go to life coaches and personal coaches in their process of discernment, you know, business people, you know. So how, how, how would you comment about people who also go to them? If, if, if uh, uh, a Christian uh, uh, wants to go to a life coach, there's no problem going to ask them for, you know, uh, their opinion, their guide, no problem. But as a Christian, what I'm then asked to do is you bring this to the Lord. That's very important and say, Lord, you know, help me make this decision. Help me make the decision in accordance with what you want. I think that's where we cross over from being purely uh, in the world to being in the world, but with God in the world. 
you know that's where that's why they say we are christians in the world so i can be a lawyer or a doctor or anything no problem no problem but i will be there i'm also guided by my christian values and then discernment being a very important one because it is my relationship with god who will help me uh, make uh, this decision you know especially with a dip like like what you said no uh, you go to a life coach most life coaches they are not there to hurt you not at all though to the best of my knowledge uh, they are not they are there to help you but we christians have that in that sense that we are blessed to have uh, god there with us to guide us we have something that is uh, from within uh, a, a spiritual guide and we know this also because the lord said you know the, the spirit will be given to you the holy spirit so we are called to use this you know and then there's this so we are not trying to say stay away from no not at all but we're saying don't stop there bring it to your prayer the famous words of my spiritual director uh, years ago when i was overseas he'll always say when i come and talk to him for I come and see him for spiritual direction and I'll talk and then he will smile and he will say did you take this all to prayer and I'll look at him blank he said well you know how I I can't give you any answers because <laughs> his point was these are all very good questions and reflections you are having about a particular thing uh, whatever it may be but he said did you take it to the lord as well and try to listen to what he has to say and i think it is that you know that docility jesus in gethsemane this is how i feel my father but i will do what you want i he's taking it to the father and say i'm struggling with this but i will do what you want so that taking to prayer so you can go to a life coach you can read their various books on life improvement you know and, and career development all of that is i don't think there's any problem with it uh you see Jesus became one of us uh, that means he became part of creation so creation can't be bad eh? uh, there's, there's a lot of good here that we can use and should use but we don't stop at that level we take it back to the spiritual and and that's yes. i think what discernment leads us uh, calls us to do for the richard yeah you were saying that you know okay i mean there's a lot of engagement in our, in our comment section so while while patrick kind of like yeah. tries yeah. to 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 discern what questions to take take out this morning <laughs> <laughs> but why 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 he does that uh, let me just let's put a question to i mean kind of have this short conversation you know uh, you talked about discernment as a process you know it's mm -hmm. it's a process always involves time you know? yes but sometimes that time is not your best friend in the sense that you need to make a decision because there's there's a kind of a deadline for you that you have to make a decision so in situations like that you know what do we go on what what do we go on when when we are really not sure that and you because you know this this opportunity or this this matter that is before you needs a decision at this time and you're mm. still very you know the, let's put it in i mean in very simple terms the lord has not spoken to me yet you know what 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 do we go with then okay um let, let's 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 look at it uh this way uh i had to let's say i had an appointment let's say i'm married and and i and i have a, a family and 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 supposed to have a, 
uh, family gathering at home on a particular day. But on that particular day, as I was about to leave the office, my boss comes in and says, uh, I need you to, you know, finish this thing. You know, can you do this thing for me? And so I'm caught on the one hand, I, I, I need to go home and the day and, and the gathering is tonight at home. And on the other hand, yeah, it's my boss and I, I need this job as well, you know. Uh, so what do I do, you know, uh, you know, so it's, it's like that. And you've got to make a decision there and then. Uh, you know, it's, it's that. So in those times, uh, the, firstly, the, none of this, the, both these things are good. They're, they're good things. They're not bad things. Yeah? And when you have disappointment and, and family values are important family and so I think the first thing that we, in that situation that we are called to do uh, is that, uh, that we say, okay, it's that we don't have a long time to pray and all. But anyway, begin with making, saying a simple prayer from your heart or ask, you know, pray to the Holy Spirit, please guide me, I need to make a decision now. You know, begin that, set it always in prayer to know that, to, to, to sort of align my heart and my mind towards what God wants or God would help me. Then the second point is to really look at this too. Okay, this is what well, my boss has given me something to do. And then I have this thing with my family. Now, which of this I really cannot cancel today? You know, which one perhaps, or put, put it another way, which one I can still finish up later and still be on time? And which one, if I don't do it today, tomorrow cannot. Let's say it's a birthday celebration at home, you know. So birthday means it's today. La. Tomorrow you do, uh, the, you know, there's always that, oh, but it was yesterday, you know, it is a, not today. And so you have to so assess the facts in front of you in a very practical way. Trust that the spirit is there with you. Uh, you pray. And, and, then, and then make a decision on one. And if that means telling the, the, the other one, I, I will do this, but I'm going to do it a bit later. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Just tell them and then, and then make your decision and then go with that. Trust it in the hands of the Lord and proceed with that. You know, uh, uh, more, than, more often than not, we have found that this, this, this really works. But you have given yourself that time to make a decision and it's a good decision. Uh, you have, you have, you've prayed to the Lord, you have processed and you've made, okay, which one can be done now, which one can be postponed, etc. No need lengthy analysis. Uh, uh, or if it's a dinner appointment and, you know, you can say, can we, maybe you can push it by another half an hour and therefore finish this thing and go home. It's a practical decision, you know, and then, okay. But then you make that decision and then you move forward. Uh? I, I guess the challenge is always... You know, it's not between good and bad because between good and bad, it's a very simple decision to choose. Yes. Very often yeah. the options both are good. That's that's good. where yes. that's, that's where that's where we are conflicted. When both yeah. options both options are good, uh, which yes. one do I choose? Which one do I choose? Exactly, Father Clarence. Yeah. yeah. I remember Bishop Paul Tan. At that time, he was Father Paul Tan, and when I was discerning, he used to tell me. He says uh, he was my spiritual director, and this one I can share with you um uh he used to tell me uh if you want to if you're thinking being to be called a, uh, to, to become a priest that's not a bad thing but i hope you know marriage is also a good thing yeah don't say i don't like marriage you know marriage is not lesser he said both are vocations and both are sacraments in the church 
So he says both are. So you cannot hate one and love the other. So both are good. But he said the point now is which is good for you in the eyes of God. So that's the thing. So as you said, you know, sometimes that is a bit harder, isn't it? Huh? Uh, yeah. to, 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 to get to uh, and say, uh, you know, sometimes you wish it was just a question of nasi lama and roti canai, you know. In, in which case you can eat both in the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you can't. Uh, uh. True, true, true. Yeah. So Patrick, use your powers yeah. of discernment now to, to take some questions from our, from our audience. Yes. So uh, there are two really good questions that came up. I mean, there are a lot of good questions. Uh, but this one uh, from Pauline uh, is good. Um, being Catholic, uh, being Catholic, so, uh, is there a format or set prayers or recommended uh, uh, way of prayer when we uh, when a person is discerning something that's important or close to their heart? What what would be a a, a mode of prayer? Okay, uh, so Pauline, there is no set of prayers like do this novena and all of that. No, uh, to the best of my knowledge, no. But if you want to get into a discernment, the first thing you need to be sure is. What is it you are trying to discern? Is it your life vocation or something else? You know, uh, some discern whether I should go to get treatment for this or that. You know, so yeah, you can, but be clear of that. Uh, the second thing is, you know, the, whichever prayer that you are using uh, should be the one that is uh, guiding you. But sometimes, uh, if it's just the type of prayer that involves uh, us, uh, re you know, for example, I, I. Uh, completely not against the rosary. I pray the rosary every day myself. But sometimes rosary prayers, we pray, but we don't get to talk to the Lord about my struggles in that particular question you are discerning. So you need to get into what is known as, uh, you know, discursive prayer, talking to the Lord, listening to the Lord. Many people think they, uh, they struggle with this because, oh, how will I know? But, you know, in life, uh, if I want to know who Father Clarence is, and I don't actually go and talk to him and he doesn't let him talk to me. I won't know. I'll only know what Patrick told me, what who Father Clarence is and what he does. So there is that moment we have to cross the bridge and say, Lord, I need to talk to you about this. So we get into that. Thirdly, Pauline, we must allow ourselves the time. Because if I, if I ask you a question, I must give you the time to, to answer it. You know. So same with the Lord. I must allow... The Lord to answer it, and sometimes the Lord will answer by saying, "To answer this question, you need you have this this gray area that needs to be clarified first." So sometimes it could be as simple as, uh, "For this medical treatment, you may need to go and get a second opinion before you make a decision that I'm going to choose this treatment and not that treatment." You see, uh, the Lord guides us uh, in that way. So this would be the way to go. And lastly, of course, it's always good to have a trusted friend. Uh, it, it can, but someone who is preferably also close to God uh, or a prayerful person, so you can bounce your your ideas with what's going on within you. You know, uh, when I say trusted, that means this is not a person who has a, a trigger happy finger. You know, because he'll be on the WhatsApp before you know it or Facebook or what. No, it can't. Uh, that that confidentiality is needed for you to be. Free. So this would be the way to go. Having said all that, it is presumed that, uh, you know, you remain faithful to the Lord in terms of the, you know, uh, mass and the sacraments and all that. Uh, that, that one is, uh, is, is there uh, without, uh, 
without being said, you no, know, it's understood that you are faithful to the Lord in the Eucharist and receiving the other sacraments, uh, confession and things like that. So that would be the way to go. Um, one follow-up question to that, Father. Um, um, because you mentioned about having somebody trusted that you you you, you bounce off ideas with. So someone actually asked, uh, because we mentioned earlier the uh, idea of having a spiritual director. So they were asking, um, uh, where do we get uh, information on spiritual, getting spiritual directors? Uh, maybe in, in Kerala Archdiocese or in the diocese that they are in? Sure. Uh, uh, this is a very good question. Traditionally, uh, we find that, you know, we would go and ask our parish priests or, or the, if that the nuns and, you know, but uh, over the, uh, one of the gifts, I think, of Vatican Council too is over the years, there are also some lay people who are good in guiding us, you know, uh, who are who are who have the training so uh i would always say start with your parish priest you don't have uh, most of us parish priests uh, or most of us in ministry we don't presume that because you came to talk to us that we are the solution we will listen and say i think for this one you need to go and talk to so and so yeah i'm still here for you as a friend but this is the better person so we 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 accept our realities you know uh, some of the questions need a different person or sometimes uh, we may say okay for this one i i can help you out a bit but uh, then we will see where we go you know so because sometimes the question is outside of our scope uh, so that is that uh, uh, so that, so i would say start with your parish priest or if there are sisters or or, bro or religious brothers living you can ask them too as a starting point i say this not because as i said earlier uh, it's not about being a superior vocation or inferior vocation. No, it's not that. It is more because one of the things in our training in as a priest or religious uh, is spiritual direction. We, we ourselves are required to go through it. So we have a sense of what this means. It doesn't mean all of us are, can be spiritual directors, you know, but we know what the person is trying to ask. And so we can say, I think for this one, you go and talk to Patrick because he's married and he may have some insights for you. You see what I mean? Anna? Yeah, yeah? Uh, we can. But the, the, the second part of this question is where sometimes I myself uh, have difficulty is this point of, uh, you know, you need to find someone who will not. Uh, we are in this culture of, you know, too much of Facebooking, WhatsApp and, you know, gossip, you know. I think Pope mm -hmm. Francis uh, is uh, very sharp when he says that gossip is really destroying us. So we must make sure whoever you go to is not that kind of a person. Otherwise, everyone will know that you know that, that you're going for a hair transplant or something like that. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I if I if I can just add a little bit to, uh, sure, to this, Father Clarence. Uh, to, uh, to and I think one of the things that people need to remember is that, firstly, I think spiritual directors don't have all the answers, and sometimes they have no answers. You know, uh, it's about directing you to a path where that individual can find the answer. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, for the Richard. We don't we don't make the decisions for them, because yeah, ultimately, yeah. no, you have to be accountable. You have to be, you know, in, in kind of like in a relationship with God to make that relationship. So, a spiritual director is someone who kind of directs you in the path so that you can make an informed decision. You know, it, it is a little bit like you know, you want to buy an, an electrical appliance. You know, you go and read all the reviews, isn't it? I mean. 
ultimately the reviews don't determine what you buy but it gives you a direction it gives you some sense of of you know what you need uh, and and that's what i think the role of spiritual director is second thing i think is that the spirit does not only speak through priests and religious no i think for the for the richard you know as you know with with vatican II, you know the lay involvement sometimes you can belong to a community uh, and sometimes there's also community discernment uh, that happens uh, yeah. you may belong to a to a uh, to a, a prayer group you can ask the prayer group to pray for you and to discern with you uh, that's also another possibility so i mean i, I mean i'm not saying i'm not uh, uh, denying the fact that yes we are trained or you know I, i'm not uh, uh, abdicating my responsibility but you know i don't want to also give the idea that it's only us that we have the sole ownership of of mm. of, of spiritual director uh, being a spiritual director to people but you know sometimes it's a close yeah. friend sometimes it's a very yeah. close friend sometimes someone who's been a mentor to you uh, someone uh, whom you can god can speak in any way through anyone he chooses and i think that's that's the greatness of god isn't it uh, for the richard i mean he can, he can choose who he wants to use yeah I just just to add to what what Father Richard uh, in the question mm -hmm. about spiritual direction because the idea is that I need to go look for a priest now you know uh, and, yeah yeah you know uh, but you know not always yes sometimes uh, but also mm -hmm. there are other ways that God can can speak uh, to the individual to help make the decisions uh, to help them to find uh, a way now I think one of the things I, I remember in my early years I just add before we take another question you know. How how do we know that this is what God wants? And I think you know one priest told me you know when you make that decision, he asked me, are you at peace? You know, do you are you are you at kind of like you know you are happy with that decision? Uh, you find you're not disturbed. Your your sleep is not disturbed. These are little signs that you know that that this probably this is the pathway that God is asking of you. Because sometimes there are times when you make a decision and then you're unhappy about it. You can't sleep and you are second guessing. Uh, you know. That may be a sign that it is not. I'm not saying that is the only sign, but and I think I think that has kind of helped me. You know, sometimes when I have to make an important decision, whether parish matter or any other matter, sometimes I, I ask myself, having made the decision, did I have a good sleep or not? You know, so the, for me that's like one of the indicators for myself. I, I don't say for others. You know, uh, an indicator. And if it's a it's a very disturbed sleep, then maybe I revisit that decision again. Uh, perhaps, yeah. That's one simple thing that I do. I just wanted to share. Yeah. Oh, the the chat side is uh, is really firing up. You know, I just want to let you guys know. Um, there's one really good question from um, Mercy Ameda. I'll just rephrase it a little bit. It is actually, um, yeah. So it's quite long, but she's asking about uh, as a third party. If we have a young one in our care, how do we help them in their discernment process? You know, how can we talk about God's purpose for them? I guess this is for parents or for teachers. Uh, yeah, yeah. To guide people. In guiding, yeah, in guiding the young people. Guiding them to to what to do next. Or yeah. How, yeah. Uh, again, no. Uh, we we start from where we are, uh, and uh, we have to find us this child also uh, what is it they they feel attracted to what is it they feel uh, drawn to uh? Uh, the lord works with uh, gifts that he himself has given us right so that would be an important starting point now uh, sometimes uh, the child may not know so 
uh, we may have to talk to counselors who can help us to discover but you know the belief uh, to we, we hope actually that uh, when you reach we reach to form 5 uh, you have a sense of what's next already you know if form 1 you still don't know what's going to be next it's okay it, when i was growing up uh, form 1 mean form 3 got exam which i must pass otherwise i won't make it to form 4 i understand that is no longer true but Father Clarence and I, I think we're in the same boat. No? You don't pass SRP, you don't go to Form 4, you repeat. So there was that proximity. But only after Form 4, I guess, in a way, you're thinking, okay, what happens after Form 5? Uh, do I do Form 6? I mean, you know, whether you're taking more education before a decision, etc. So that one is, the, is, is, is important to find out from during that time. In many church camps, I know they try to bring in this time, what are your gifts? What are your gifts, you know? So I think parents have a role of helping the child to identify their own gifts. And it's something that begins a bit earlier, not when you're at the verge of receiving your SPM uh, results, you know? It might be, not. it's not too late, but it's going to be a bit more tricky at that time, you know? Uh, so that's one thing. So already uh, as they are growing up, uh, especially when I think from one onwards, it, it's really good to emphasize, help them to discover their gifts and hone in on those gifts. Uh, uh, and I hope, you know, the gift is more than I can operate three, uh, I can operate my computer, my, my, my iPad and my phone at the same time. And that's my gift. <laughs> Hopefully it's more than that. Uh, so help them to hone in. Uh, that is important. Uh, the second is, uh, you know, these days we have more uh, I know with the pandemic, maybe it's not so much anymore, but there is this whole idea of parent-teacher conferences. You actually get to talk to the, the class teacher of your child. Now, it's the teacher will give you a lot of things uh, to, and they are good uh, feedback. But it's also, I guess, incumbent upon the parent to say, what is my son good at? What are his others, you know, apart from the academics, what else do you see in my son? Because uh, in the Malaysian school system, uh, very often we are in school the entire time and then we only come home and meet our parents, you know. And the school system is such that we are in school five to six days a week uh, for what? Five hours, six hours, sometimes seven hours. Yeah? So the, the, in a way, sometimes our teachers know us better than our parents with regard to, with, with regard to what this guy might be good at. Is he more science oriented? or accounting-oriented, or arts-oriented. I think that is important. If we are looking at a career path, you know. Um, finally, I think to, uh, no harm in asking the child, well, what, what do you like the most? What, what, what is it you like? What, you know? Uh, I, one parent shared with me some years ago that uh, sometimes he says we have to allow them to experiment. So the first year after, uh, SPM or STPM as the case may be, they may say this year I'm still good, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that course or what. So sometimes you can, it might be an expensive experiment sometimes, but it gets them to a sense of who they are. Um, no, just, just listening to you, Father Richard, uh, you know, I, I just thought, maybe before I get to the question, at Form Food, did you always want to become a priest? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there was that pull 
<laughs> actually in my case from 9 years old no there's always this wow. uh, pull okay. no 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 yeah but uh, no don't canonize me in that sense but uh, <laughs> uh, but that that thing was there because i come from a very devout catholic family and i'm not ashamed of that but you know when you're from such a situation no that was, so when i was from far i was active in the catholic student society and in st john's you know as part of the legion of mary Uh, and it was you know something i looked forward to and thank god in st john's uh, we had a chapel you know and and so the the brothers will make sure they will have a mass there every friday and uh, from across you know sometimes cadine house whoever the priest is free or bishop paulton or sometimes archbishop himself will come over and say mass for us so you know we had that la. so yes father pompo pompa i felt it But yeah, I was so, also so, thinking of other stuff. How about so for, you? <laughs> so for you, for you, it's quite straightforward. I remember, you know, I don't know if you remember in our generation, not so long ago after all, you know, in in primary school, <laughs> used to have. Hey, Patrick must be somewhere close to us, so not very far behind, I think, or maybe ahead quite, of us. Quite, quite. <laughs> uh, we used to have these cumulative cards. You know, you have to yes, at the end yes, of the yes. year, the teacher will ask you, "Upper, what is your chitta chitta? What is your ambition?" I remember oh. for the longest time, I I always put as pilot. I don't know. There's a fascination of being a pilot, uh-huh. you know. So so it's not as clear as that, lah. But no, coming back to my question, this to earlier the earlier the question. Sometimes I think parents also need to ask God, what does God want of their child? Because sometimes parents want something for them, you know, yeah. <laughs> and that becomes God's will at times. All you the know? time. All the time, <laughs> yeah. And you know, my my will is now shaped into God's will for you, you know. And and sometimes that's the danger. I I see today a lot of lot of young people, you know, I mean, doing a particular course of study, and and they finish it, they tell their parents, yeah, here I'm done. What you want? I'm going to do something else now. What I want, and I and I, and we hear this more and more. I mean, I think during our time. It was quite straightforward, lah. The professions were all clearly marked. This, 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 this. Either you choose this, this. Uh, But yeah. now, you know, there are so many different things. You know, yeah. What would your advice be to parents? You know, how do they, how do they pray, or how do they align God's will for their child rather than impose their own will? Hmm. I know it's not not very easy. It's a very difficult thing to to let go of and to allow God to take control, isn't it? Sure, sure. Yeah. I, I think what you said earlier, the the the. Prayer. We we pray the prayer, our Father, uh, quite regularly, and so perhaps in terms of praying for the child, uh, the parent should really internalize that prayer, especially Thy will be done. You know, Your Your will be done on earth as it never, and it is for my child. I think that's the the internal disposition, the spiritual disposition, the parent needs to come to, and it's I think not so easy because most parents want. The best for their child, which means a really good career, a good uh, you know a good line. You are in, like yours, ah, huh? pilot, ah, huh? my goodness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I did think of being a neurosurgeon, but pilot is even more. Wow. But but yeah. Uh, so it was that. Uh, I think parents need to allow that to happen. It's it's very important uh, to to start with themselves to uh, to do this uh, and. Pray for the child, but also to this. I, I think one of the ways to check that whether this is, is happening uh, is um, to see if in my conversation with my child, I am talking more about, hey, what what do you like? What do you want? You know, what, what would you like to be? 
or you know i think you should be like your auntie or you should be like your neighbor you know or you know uh sometimes and, they would be ho is, ho hopefully hopefully they're saying to be like your parish priest <laughs> ah yes yes <laughs> ah. <laughs> one of the one things, there, planting one day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that i i think uh some of the students I met uh, when I was in training and all that uh, uh, in my agency always says, you know, uh, comparing co comparing uh, a child with another child is not wrong. But when you hear that every day, it's like, how come your your neighbor got eight A's and you only got seven? Uh, it's yeah. painful, you know. If you complete, you're you're always second best. Um, then that child will struggle. The, the self-image goes because you're always second best. And that seven A's is not seen to be, have any value because it's not eight A's, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. So I think it's important to get into that more and more uh, to allow the gifts of the child to come out. And sometimes some children are very uh, shy to, 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 to speak. And so we have to be creative to find ways to get them to talk about what is it I like? Like when you're watching a, a, a movie and did you like the movie? What is it? Which one? Who's the favorite character? And those are triggers, you know, to see if the conversation is going anywhere. Of course, if they are watching Transformers and they say, I like Optimus Prime, that's not a career option at the yeah. moment. La. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing I found that um, quite helpful uh, and uh, my friends, my, my older friends have actually been doing this with their kids. Um, the moment that they finished Form 5, you know, the parents actually allow the kids to take like a year off to go and do mission work and to go and experience life, um, of course, within, uh, with guidance, you know, with guidance. And so they are able to experience life um, uh, um, by doing some missionary work here and there. So they can actually help to discover themselves. They take that time off from the academic line. You know, because we've been trained from younger to be academically uh, in tune all the way and for them to take that time off to discover themselves um, and then to decide what does God want. You know, right. so that experience uh, um, that, that, that comes with, with guidance, you know, uh, is I, I found that some of my friends who they've let their kids experience that. And when the kids come back, they come uh, a little wiser and a little bit more attuned to what God really wants them to be. Mm -hmm. you know? Take them out of the, the academic, uh, uh, that, that paper trail thing, you know, yeah. paper chase. Uh, come out of the paper chase, experience life, and then decide what you want to do, which I found that, was very Patrick, good. Yeah, but you. but that you, you also assume that, you know, whatever decision they come back with, that the parents are open enough to accept it. You know, yes. that's, that's the biggest yeah, challenge. So the parents, you know, the parents because something, it, it could be yeah. totally out of the box. could be uh, totally out of the box. So the parents you know, have to be really ready for what... For. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, uh, Patrick, for the Richard, uh, there are lots of questions out there. And, you know, we are running out of time. And uh, we yeah. don't have... We are not able to take so many of the questions. And they're very, very, very relevant, very, very practical questions. Just to help our, our audience this morning, for the, for the Richard... Uh, is there a book that people could could read, you know, or they could get? I, I know there are many books on on spiritual discernment. Is there one simple enough that you would recommend it? You know, that is at the top of your head uh, at this time. 
to recommend to our readers uh, to 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 try and get access to, uh, so that you know. Uh, to I, help I them. have two books, and they are right here. Just hold on. Okay. There are there are two books that I would recommend, and uh, one is Paying Attention to God. It's by uh, Father William A. Barry. I don't. Yeah, you mean? Yeah, you can see it. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Father Barry. I mean, he has passed away, uh, uh, but uh, it was very very good. This book is very insightful because basically what he is telling us is to. Uh, don't only pray, but then uh, what is look at what's going on in your prayer. What does God say? Or during the day when you know, do you sense God speaking? And that's where the life-giving moments begin. So this is a helpful book. This book is not difficult to read, but it's you can re read it and reread it a few times. His he, his writing is uh, good, uh, very simple. The other one is Father Timothy M Gallagher. Uh, his talks are also found in form, you know, uh, those of you who are uh, in form. Uh, this one, the discernment of spirits. Uh, can you see it? Uh, so this yeah. is another book. Uh, that, uh, this one, he's basically looking at the, the rules of discernment that St. Ignatius of Loyola provides in the spiritual exercises. Uh, and he goes into some depth. So the presumption here is that... Uh, uh, that you know you you have some experience uh, in the uh, having done a retreat or you know or, or some experience uh, with yourself in the sense that you can sense what's moving within you you know what's going on within you uh, the con you are you can sense the inner conversations as it were so these uh, two books I I would recommend uh, to people to to read. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's that's very helpful. Uh, that's very very helpful uh, for our our audience this morning. As well. I think we, when we can't take all the questions, we we can go on talking. I'm sure, uh, but you yeah. know, I, I I kind of uh, made the agreement with Father Father Richard just for an hour. But thank you so much for for indulging yeah. in an hour twenty minutes uh, oh, with this, okay. this this conversation. And we better let you go very very quickly. Patrick, over to you. Yeah. So you know, if we really want to thank Father. Uh, Richard, who's kindly come on the show and given us, um, you know, the simple ways that we can discern, you know, through prayer, you know, uh, discursive prayer, especially, you know, um, where we really open up to God and say, God, so what, you know, how, how shall I handle this? And really discuss this with God to persevere, you know, to be continuously uh, um, discussing with God and, 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 and go through the, the long mile of uh, of the journey, as you said, you know, and uh, and until we get into the second wind of it, the third wind of it, you know, where uh, we can really discover what God really wants of us. Um, so these the the three uh, ways, you know, the steps to to go through it and to look for the signs of of you know of how uh, our discernment process, whether uh, uh, what which way does God want us to go, you know, is it life giving, you know. Is this decision life-giving? Is it accessible to us? You know, um, does it give us a sense of the certitude? You know, a sense of certitude, and like Father Clarence uh, uh, aptly put it, are we at peace? You know, with that decision. So, uh, we really want to thank you, Father Richard, for sharing with us these these gold nuggets.
and um, and you also put it very uh, accurately uh, discernment actually makes you move you know it actually makes you move um, a lot of people have that sense that uh, when i go through discernment it's a very uh, um, slow crippling process that, that you know you, you you don't get things done but actually discernment really moves you in the spirit you know in the way of the spirit so we want to thank you father for for sharing um for those of you who are who just tuned or just tuned in you can continue to watch this show or re-watch this show again on our youtube channel okay uh, catholics at home please like uh, uh follow and also subscribe to it and please continue to share it because we want to get as many people to 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 be on this channel to really get uh, uh, whatever benefit that you know, this, this five loaves two fishes that we share every uh, Saturday you know even Fridays uh, um, on this channel to as many Catholics and to many people to in this time of pandemic you know to to bring more encouragement more hope and to spread the love of God all right so yeah. uh, continue to to share with us father yeah just just before we end uh, thank you very much father Richard uh, for for setting aside this time uh, from your busy schedule, I know you have many things that you look, look into in the parish uh, for making this time to share with us, to have this conversation with us, at least to initiate an idea of what, what discernment is. And that is what I think we all need. I think to, to, our, to our viewers out there, you know, the next time when we pray the Our Father and we, when we say, your will be done, you know, when you're praying alone, pause for a few moments uh, and to ask, you know, are we in line with God's will? Uh, are we doing what God wants of us? Or are we doing what I want? Or am I dictating to God, please do this for me? You know, maybe, you know, sometimes, you know, we sometimes we say the prayer and then we just don't realize what we are saying. Uh, uh, you know, but just maybe to take a pause when you when you come to that moment to say, Lord, show me your will, you know, help me to do your will. And I think that's the most important thing. Uh, thank you very much for the Richard for, as, as, as uh, uh, Patrick rightly put, you know, some of these gold nuggets of to understand. It may not be crystal clear sometimes. Uh, sometimes it's because, you know, we are overwhelmed with things around us. Sometimes God's will is not the clearest. Uh, but I think if we persevere uh, and we move forward, uh, you know, eventually, you know, God will lead us in the path that he has called us. So thank you very much, uh, Father Richard, for, for this time. Uh, but before we end, uh, Patrick, I think, yeah, tomorrow is World Grandparents and Grandparents Elderly Day. Day. Yes. Yeah, and the elderly. So to all grandparents out there, the elderly, uh, which Father Richard and I don't include ourselves in that group yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Still youth, still youth. Yeah, still youth, yes. Still youth. Uh, to, to, all, to all grandparents who, who do a great job of, of nurturing and guiding, uh, uh, especially the young. You know, I mean, and I think they are spiritual directors in their own way, isn't it? I mean, a, yes. lot, of, a lot of grandparents and the elderly uh, they give an example to to many communities, to many individuals, to families who have their grandparents living with them. Yeah, appreciate them. You know, show love to them tomorrow in a very special way, uh, and and you know, and pray. Let's pray for for them uh, that God will firstly God will protect them during this pandemic, and that God will use them also uh, to be you know to be beacons of hope uh, and guidance for us. Yeah, so maybe we conclude with a prayer. Uh, prayer. Uh, Patrick, uh, we just say a prayer for, for everyone this morning as we conclude this conversation. Name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to have this conversation on knowing your will. You know, there are many challenges, many difficulties, many obstacles, many temptations too, 
that prevent us from knowing what you want of us. But help us to be faithful, Lord. Help us to see the cross as the journey that we need to make. We pray especially for all grandparents, for the elderly, whom we celebrate tomorrow. We thank you for the gift of them in our lives. We ask you to bless them, to protect them. May they always be a source of inspiration to each one of us, to our communities. Mary, our mother, we ask you to pray for us and bless us, Lord, as we take leave of this conversation to be with us so that we will always seek to do what you ask of us. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And so before we go, uh, don't forget, we have this once again, uh, stand by me. Yeah, the premier. Thank you you again. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. And see you all all next week for another interesting conversation on Catholics at Home at 10.30 a.m. Yes. See you guys next week. Tune in. Take care. God bless you. Bye-bye.